What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for fantasy sports radio network also if you want to catch this show on video be sure to check out zumo tv channel 719 that's where you can find sports grids fantasy sports network enjoy the show and thanks so much for listening welcome to sports grid football full circle coming at you mike blewett and george kurtz getting ready for another show here talking nfl this hour george and obviously we got to keep people updated on the latest in What's going on in the sports world? Got a little bit of juice back as a sports fan. Personally, this week, I got to watch a little European soccer. My team, Chelsea, uh, on the board against Manchester City. But really, that's not relevant to this particular show. But I will say that it was fun to sort of be rooting as a fan again. As much as I've dabbled in Korean baseball and charity golf tournaments and real golf tournaments... This was the first kind of real fan experience that I had in, in these many months. So it felt good to be back. Well, I'm happy for you. I have not had the same thing as uh, I don't – the Korean baseball, no. Uh, soccer's a definite no. I do uh, – someone brought this up to me the other day. They asked me on Twitter if, I will, if I'll watch basketball. If basketball, if basketball comes back, let's say hockey does it for some reason and baseball doesn't. I probably would. Watch a little basketball just to get back in the group. But I haven't really watched any sports whatsoever. And uh, I don't know if that's going to change until one of the sports that I enjoy watching comes back. I think I'll uh, still enjoy the time with my family and catch you up on some movies. Yeah. I've been loaded up on documentaries when I'm not watching sports. I, I've, I've watched a surprisingly little amount of TV. I'm doing a lot of reading, whether it's online or, or elsewhere, uh, I've been doing more reading than I have been viewing. I probably should have caught up on some shows, but I haven't really. In any event, let's get to the news that happened this week in the NFL. And George, uh, the, we're going to take this first segment in parts because these all sort of led to one another, as you would suspect, uh, as we're trying to get these leagues uh, back to the starting line. And the Hall of Fame game was announced to be canceled. 
The Steelers and Cowboys, our two teams, which we will talk about tonight, later in this hour, or today, later in this hour, um, were scheduled to have the first preseason game, part of Hall of Fame weekend, uh, induction of Troy Palomalo and Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cower were a nice sort of uh, weekend to put that all together, but all of that's been postponed. There's going to be no Hall of Fame induction ceremony in person. I, I don't know. I actually haven't read whether or not they're going to induct them and save the ceremony for another time as part of the 2020 class, but the Hall of Fame game is canceled. Yeah, they are going to induct them next year. Uh, at same uh, same. I imagine the two. Te- I think they said the same two teams have already agreed to play next year, so they'll just do it again uh, a year from now and have a replay. I don't think this is the last preseason game that's going to be canceled. Uh, my guess is they're only going to play two at most. You know, I don't think they're going to play week one of the preseason or week two. I don't think it makes much sense. They may not play any preseason games. That wouldn't shock me either. Uh, me neither. I, right now, if I had a bet on it, I would say that's the deal. Because why no would you want? Why would you want to expose that risk? Once again, you got to travel, and you got to play as hitting each other, you know. So it it wouldn't make any sense. And let's face it, most coaches don't like these games anyway. We know the players hate them. At least the players who are guaranteed to make the team hate them. Players on the bubble, eh, it's a little unfair. You don't get to see each other. We, uh, you don't get to play in a game. Not the coach to see how you can play under real life uh, circumstances. But the way this season, the way this year is going right now, it is what it is. But like I said, Mike. Uh, I think this is just the first in a wave of cancellations as far as preseason is concerned. Right. So uh, ESPN insider Adam Schefter told us about the Hall of Fame game cancellation. And here you see on the screen Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network and NFL.com. He says, while the NFL calendar remains in flux, multiple clubs are proceeding as if players won't report to camp early, which means veterans would arrive July 28th. Any ramp-up period would occur thereafter, likely in concert with a shortened preseason as Tom Pelissero has reported. So we just touched on that a little bit. But again, this is more about the NFL. They've made some modifications, but they're just keeping things in line. They're saying we're scheduled. We're going to have some fans in the stands, and we're going to be started on time. That's the league line. They really haven't had their feet put to the fire on these decisions yet. So I'm, I don't think they're pie in the sky. I think they're saying it because they don't have to declare otherwise. Um, I think they are going to push it to the limit to start on time and to get the season completed, but I don't think they're pie in the sky. I think they're just saying it because they don't have to declare otherwise yet. Right, it's late June. They've got time. They've got two and a half months, right? September 10th, they'll have to figure this out. And we all know the NFL believes they, they can really, they believe they're like a you know an 18-wheeler going through flowers and they're gonna run through everything and we're gonna play we're gonna do everything on time it i think there's gonna be an interruption at some point i truly do like i said i think the preseason games is just the first part of it i think they're gonna do everything they can to play that thursday night game you know they're gonna try their best to get it in but after that it, it's pat mahomes you, you just don't do know. it you, you just the virus is going to determine what they what, what they can and can't do plus Listen, we just saw the Major League Baseball and the owners, right? They just uh, figured out, well, sort of figured out their problem. They're going to start the season. The NFLPA and the uh, NFL owners, they're going to have their little talk about it too. Because I imagine, once again, the NFL owners are going to be like, hey, no fans in the stands. We're not going to make as much money. We got to talk about reduction in salary. They're going to want to talk about it. And, uh, you know, right now the, the NFL, the union doesn't have, the players don't have that, uh, that agreement that says guaranteed pro rata. They don't have yeah. that. 
you know, right. uh, and I don't think it's gonna, that's not going to happen anyway. The owners, the owners, going to want a reduction. It should be very interesting to see what happens here as far as what the reduction is, especially when you consider, unlike in baseball, fan attendance isn't the most important thing in football. That's that's the TV contracts. You have the national contracts. You know, baseball you have 81 home games. There's a lot of fans that are missing there. In football, you only have eight home games, not including the two preseason games, which really do count here because they yeah. uh, they charge full price for those as well. They do, yeah. It's 10 home dates, even though the, those preseason stands sometimes look half empty and there's a lot of tickets given out for free to youth groups and, and things of that nature. There's still people there. They're still buying sodas and beers and paying for parking. So you can say all you want, ah, who cares about those games? It's true, but there's a gate attached to it for the teams. They know the amount of money they normally make from those games and it isn't in their mind insignificant. So, uh, so those are the first two parts of the story. And the third one, which I think rounds up the week's news is that the NFL and NFL Players Association are working towards an agreement, it appears, in the background that will allow the 2020 season to be played, but with an important caveat to players who want to opt out. Whether player or coach is concerned about his or her own health or the health of a family member, they, there is a potential agreement in place for that player or coach to do so without consequence. Meaning not getting released, not getting your contract canceled. Now, payment is a different sort, right? You're not going to get paid for services not delivered if you're the player, it, according to the NFL CBA. However, they're not going to be released without uh, w without any sort of consequence, right? They'll be locked in for roster bonuses conceivably, or at least just not have their contract terminated for this reason. The only thing I, listen, I think more sports are doing that. We even seen baseball did that, right? You don't want to play, that's fine, but you're not going to get paid no service time. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, I think baseball, what, if you are living with a high-risk person, you can also possibly opt out. You know, that's still sort of living negotiated there. If you have a pregnant wife, that's a little weird. At first, it looked like you were going to be a, a pregnant wife would have gotten you, or a pregnant spouse, I should say, should have gotten you out uh, also for the season if you wanted to. Now it's three days or seven days, depending if you're on maternity a paternity leave or family uh, emergency leave uh, I do wonder if the, the NFL players are gonna want more than that you know for that to how, do you want to endanger your family you know I wonder how that's going to work out but for me I also wonder this you're in year two of a five-year contract you know all right you're gonna opt out you're not gonna get paid you know and you're not gonna get you're not gonna get your service time all right does that mean next year starts year three? Or just start year two again? It's a great question. I mean, who, who, I who, to work who all decides that? Right? Yeah. Who decides? Is it, uh, if you're opting out, that means the owner decides it. Okay, you're opting out of your contract. I'll forget it. We'll go to year. We'll go to year three. I want to get rid of you anyway. Or is he gonna be like, no, nope, no, nope, you're starting near, near two next year. You're too good a player. I don't want to lose you. I, I, I pay for you to play for me for five years. I expect you to play for five years. No consequence not to play this year. But next year you're still in year two. I want my the last four years of my contract. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think all of this stuff has to be worked out. I think you have to be sensitive to that. I, we're seeing it in the NBA in particular. A player like Avery Bradley of the Lakers has a son that suffers suffers from respiratory illnesses. Um, so his exposure to the bubble and other players and potentially passing that along to his son is too great of a risk. And look, he plays for the Lakers He's not LeBron James, but he plays for the Lakers. They have everything to play for as a team. And he's decided personally, and I obviously respect it greatly, that 
it isn't worth it to him to put his son at risk. There's been other reasons that other players have opted out, custody issues uh, regarding uh, one player and other players that are rehabbing from an injury and have just decided, you know what, I, I'm going to shut it down to Marcus Cousins, notably, uh, formerly of the Lakers. He was released after tearing his ACL in the summer, uh, last fall. He uh, was released in February and then has decided not to come back for this truncated season, which I think makes sense. But, you know, the NBA, to the point you made earlier, George, and you've made this almost every week, the NBA and the other leagues that have started first, PGA notably, are flushing out some of the issues for the NFL and other leagues so that they can figure it out. They don't have to figure it out on the fly like some of the other ones do. Yeah, the NBA, I mean, NBA and NHL, little different scenarios because those players have already made 90% of their money this year. That's true. You know, so uh, they're in a different situation. They're just playing for a championship, really. And if you're on one of these teams, and the Lakers are not one of those teams, by the way, so Bradley's in a different circumstance there. But if you're on one of these teams, uh, it came up in hockey today. Carey Price, who's an ace goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens, he's like, I don't know if I want to play. You know, is it really worth it? And the Montreal Canadiens are a bad team. They're only in because the NHL extended the playoffs. He may be thinking, "Is it? Re- I'm not going to make any money or very little money here. Is it worth me risking my health or my family's health when I go home when I have nothing to gain here? I'm not. We're not going to win the cup. Even if we win a round or two, which is possible, and the NHL, a hot goaltender in the NHL is the equivalent of an ace starting pitcher in baseball and a uh, starting a great starting quarterback in uh, in football. If you have one, you've got a shot. Mm-hmm. You know. But see, he's thinking, hey, it doesn't really matter here. In the NFL, that's not the case. You're getting your full salary from week one. That's why we're not going to hear quite the same arguments from uh, from NFL players that we will from NHL and NBA players. And even baseball, you might hear some of these because they're only going to get paid about 37% of what they're making. So even they might figure, especially if they're going to be a free agent next year, or they're worried about having a bad two months in baseball, which could affect if the, probably going to be a free year. agent in baseball. Well, the, the funky part about baseball is free agency is going to be a disaster. Yes, for everybody, but if I was a free agent, I I don't wouldn't want to play because even though that's going to be a mess, I wouldn't want to get hurt. Depends on what kind of free agent. Am I a top free agent? I've already made my money, or I know I'm gonna I know I'm gonna make money next year no matter what. Right. Then I I don't want to play. If I'm like a so-so guy, I might need to play this. And you're on a prove it. it you're in a prove it situation. Yes. Try to get yes. your pitcher get in eight good starts or something like that. Um, I, I get it. It's complicated when we talk about it from a macro standpoint. We'll come back. Uh, talk more NFL issues after this on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Hey, we're back here on The Grid. Mike and George, please follow us on Twitter, at SportsGrid, if you want to find out the latest shows, latest action on The Grid. On Instagram, it's at uh, SportsGridTV. I almost forgot it there. George is at George Kurtz on Twitter. I'm at Mike Blewett on Twitter, so please feel free to follow us there. So uh, talk about your team, uh, since they were one of the teams going to participate in the Hall of Fame game, George, but... Uh, there's some news, obviously, some news about Zeke Elliott and other players having contracted COVID. I read a little bit of something about uh, he only saw symptoms for about a day or two, so he's still in recovery mode. He didn't feel particularly sick, but a little symptomatic there for a couple days. Uh, but really, the big news this week on the Cowboys is that Dak Prescott officially signed his franchise tag, according to David Hellman at Hellman DC on Twitter. He and the Cowboys still have until July 15th to work out the long-term deal, but he's officially under contract for the 2020 season. So uh, the big news obviously related to that is that Dak's going to get paid over $30 million bucks. but for the Cowboys side, he's in camp on time. Let's assume camp is starting on time. He's in camp on time. That's, that's really the big news piece from this. Yeah. I mean, uh, I do wonder why Dak would sign it early. He looked... It doesn't make much sense. Why would you sign? I guess he wants to learn the offense. Is my uh, my guess here. He's, it's it's time. He doesn't. People say oh, he's lost leverage. No, he really hasn't. Not really. I, it's the same negotiation. Right. It's the same. We, oh, you're in. Uh, you're signed now. Now we don't have to negotiate. Yes, you do. Because the Cowboys can't. They just cannot. I mean, you don't want. He's thirty-one point four million this year. You don't want to go into next year at thirty-seven million with the cap. Best case scenario now. What cap is stagnant? Stays at one ninety-eight. That's your best case scenario. All right, and that would seem unlikely, you know, that's going to stay there. You're talking, you go into next year, at, oh, what? Dak would make 37, Amari's making 20. That's two guys making 57 million of 198. Uh, that's not good. That's not good at all. It's close to 30% of your cap there between two players. So they're going to have to, they're going to have to get this done. Everything we hear is the same thing, Mike. Dak's camp wants four years. The Cowboys want five years. It's not the money. People think it's the, it's not the money. The Cowboys are willing to pay him. It's the fact that he, Dax can't want to be a free agent earlier. They want to hit that lotto again. Just get a higher percentage of guaranteed money. Just flip a coin right now. I honestly don't care anymore. Flip a coin. You know, uh, you, know you, you laugh a little. If I'm, if I'm Jerry Jones at this point, I'm like, you know what? We'll flip a coin. Four but he, no, he whatever, bends every time. He, these guys he get paid. 
Jerry, that, Jerry may be this master why. negotiator, and he's the richest owner in the NFL, or second now because of Dave Tepper. But uh, he does cave. I don't know. I don't know. Either. I mean, he didn't. He didn't pay Byron Jones. He let him leave, but he couldn't pay him. He had no choice. Byron Jones. He had that Cowboys had no choice. Plus, he's overpaid. He's not. A, he's not Deion Sanders. He's not a lockdown corner, and he causes yeah. no turnovers. Good player. Uh, Kelly fan, I would have liked to have kept him, but I wouldn't have paid him sixteen million dollars either. But they, you know, they caved on Ezekiel Elliott last year. I, you caved. Uh, then you paid him. Uh, I don't know if he caved on Amari because apparently the Redskins did offer more money. So maybe you didn't uh, cave there. You had just had no choice there. But he's good not worth. by Amari. I don't care about the money. It's a good call. Uh, I'd rather yeah. be. I'd rather be in Dallas. I think I'd rather play for Dallas month. and Dak Prescott as well than uh, Haskins or whatever the the mess is going to be there in Washington. I mean, he's always caved there. Uh, star players get paid. Demarcus Lawrence got paid. Yeah. You go back to the nineties. Emmett Smith held out for two games. Granted, right. Cowboys Smith, lost both games. Got paid. Emmett Martin, Smith. like all these guys, have gotten paid. He doesn't really let them walk. You know, I I root for a team that lets free agents walk a lot. Uh, historically, the Steelers really do let guys walk. You know, they've they're at a point now where they you know pay a bunch of guys, but uh, overall, the Steelers let guys walk more often than they keep them as opposed to Dallas, who's that really has kept their guys around. So we'll get into it a little bit more. Again, they have until July 15th. Uh, if you had a guess right now, yes or no, they get the deal done. Logic tells me yes. Because I don't think Dak Prescott's camp wants to go into next year either, thinking what could happen if you have no fans this year and the virus is still around next year. That could be a nightmare for his that's why. That's why I would feel pressured to sign the deal now. But I think Jerry just like is in no rush to get it signed because he knows he'll probably know as well as anybody associated with the entire league what the cap hit is going to look like um, as we get closer. You know, I'm sure he's modeling and figuring out what the cap is. They can't afford to have an eighty million dollar reduction in cap. It would blow teams up. It'd be a night. It'd be a night. They have to just smooth it out and say, look. We're going to eat it for 2021 and 2022, and you won't see an increase in the salary cap for the next three years because we're going to pay you in a court. You know, there's ways to obviously move the money around or we'll only reduce it by 10 percent and then it won't increase for the next two years until we get whole again. Right. It's money's lost. They're not going to get that money back, but there'll be so much money coming in from the new TV deals that who's going to complain. Right. I mean, I, I agree with you. People that, always complain, but you know what I mean. You can't let it go down. You mentioned it. It probably would be down about 60, 70 million if they did it, uh, I guess, the, the way they're supposed to do it. But they're not going to let that happen. I mean, the NFLPA wouldn't want that to happen. Nobody would get, no, no, no. Nobody would get paid. No. You have so many guys, you have so many free agents, and guys be getting cut left and right. Anybody who could cut, you would just cut. Right? You'd have to. So they, they won't let that happen. No. So uh, I think, I think, I think you keep it flat important. or cap it at 10% reduction, just about 19. I don't even know if it'll be that. That's 20 million. I know. I know. I think they should. I think should keep it flat. Yeah, they'll they'll work something out when they have all these negotiations. Just when you thought that the uh, negotiations were between the NFL and the NFLPA, mm, not so much. They're gonna be negotiated before this season, probably after this season, and oh, it'll be I'm more. I'm glad contentious. they got that thing done. I'm just okay. glad they got that done. And that was the last shot. If the player said no, there was not going to be a new CBA offered. It's a good thing for football in general that that is done. So let's talk about their big three questions on the year. I'll set up the odds first. We've reviewed this a couple of times, but right now uh, their odds, Dallas's odds to win the NFC East, are, are the shortest at minus 105. 
uh, to win the NFC Championship, plus 850, to win the Super Bowl, plus 1,700. And the total is nine and a half wins. And that's heavy juice to the over at minus 150. To make the playoffs, minus 260 uh, is a yes, and no is plus 205. So, obviously, the board, the odds board is telling you they're favorite to win their division. They're one of the favorites in the NFC, and they're a top six or so team to win the Super Bowl. Uh, in fact, let me see if I can find that. Uh, one, two, three, four. They're exactly sixth in front behind the Chiefs, Ravens, Niners, Saints, and Bucks. But they're big three questions. We have uh, six minutes to talk about. To me, I'll bring up the first one in my mind, is the Mike McCarthy transition. There's no offseason here that was legitimate for him. I don't know how well he adapted to Zoom. I don't know how well anybody adapted to Zoom. Some coaches seem to like it. I guarantee you 31 of 32 head coaches legitimately hated it, but one guy probably found his way. Kyle Shanahan probably found his way around. It was like, ah, I can do this. Uh, but that, to me, is the big question. And it's an abstract one, right? We say this all the time. Everybody gets so fired up over coaches and all that stuff. Uh, who's this is our perfect fit we shouldn't have gone with McCarthy we should have gone with Lincoln Riley you don't know I don't know too many variables so I just let I let it play out I I've stopped arguing about what I I get I question coaches fits but I stopped a few years ago I stopped trying to determine who I thought was going to be the best fit you know what I mean I don't really know well, you, you, you and I have talked many times. I believe any new coach or any team that's had big changes is at a disadvantage this offseason. Once again, say it over and over again, no mini camps. Training camp, from the looks of it, is going to start on time, right? Late July here, July 28th, it looks like that's going to go. But Dallas and Pittsburgh, for that matter, aren't going to get that extra week bonus they were going to get, right? Because of the Hall of Fame game, they were going to open up a week earlier. Now that's, that's a way now. So Dallas loses that advantage. They weren't allowed to open camps earlier than they because of changing head coaches. So Dallas is uh, 0 for 2 as far as advantages with a new head coach, uh, like many other teams that had new head coaches will be. So, yeah, I think every team or any team that's had these kind of changes, new head coach, that's why I worry about Tampa a little bit, new quarterback, you know, anything like that, you're at a disadvantage to start the season here. The good news for the Cowboys, it's really only the Eagles you're worried about. Washington, Giants, not so much. Bad teams. They're not really looking to compete this year. I mean, you should be able to go 4-2 and two in your division just by showing up. Right, maybe five and one. So I, I agree that the, it's a huge question, and I don't think anybody knows the answer. I don't know if McCarthy. I think when the Cowboys hired McCarthy, I thought he was the safe choice, Mike. Not really. I'm not saying he's the right choice. I think he was the safe choice. A guy who can handle look at the media in Dallas, right? He's handled Green Bay. You can handle the Cowboys. You're a well-known name. Is he the right guy for the job? I don't know. Can he stand up to Jerry Jones? Have my doubts. You know, I, I don't know. If Jones would have hired somebody who could stand up to him. And if Jerry Jones is still running the team. And do what he's going to do in the background. We know with Jason Garrett, Jerry had the strengths. I don't think it's going to be that bad with McCarthy. I think McCarthy will stand up to him a little bit, but I don't know if they'll stand up to him enough. I'm still of the belief that Cowboys won't really be a great team until Jones is gone. Um, I, I'm with you on that, on that assessment. I, I do think um, having the owner be the GM is difficult, but it is also funny. You would think that the owner GM negotiate. No, I'm just saying the owner GM negotiation. You would think that it would be more ruthless, but we just got finished talking about how these guys just sort of get paid. You know, they do. I mean, Stephen Jones, I think, has obviously gotten better at from running a personnel department. 
this team does have a lot of good players on it that they drafted, acquired, right? Mostly drafted. But um, so what's another big question? Dak's got the long-term deal potentially on the horizon. That's a big question that's going to hang over the franchise. Will Dak be disgruntled if he doesn't get it? I don't think so because I think he knows if he plays well again this year, they, they're not going to let him walk. So um, you don't want it hanging over your head, but I don't think it's a detrimental question with Dak now getting paid $30 million bucks. Not worried about Dak as far as that's concerned. He'll be fine whether he gets his $31.4 million or if he gets his long-term contract or he doesn't get his long-term. He'll be fine. Yeah. What, I think the second question, if you don't want to include his negotiations, is still about Dak. Dak Prescott last year against playoff teams, 1-7. in 1-7. Yeah. The QBR was much worse than against other teams. Touchdown to interception ratio, much worse than against the uh, non-playoff teams. Everything was bad. His numbers were, I mean, they were trash. And he had chances to win, I believe, seven of those eight games in the fourth quarter did not come through. So I think that's a huge question. It, can Dak be a big-time player? You know, right now, he's anything but. He can beat the terrible teams. They'll des- he'll destroy terrible And so will the Cowboys. It's not all on him. The Cowboys destroy terrible teams. Can they stand up and beat playoff teams? And last year, that's the, the answer, not so much. And I think that's why... As far as the public's concerned, why he shouldn't get paid because he doesn't come, he hasn't seemed to have come through in big time moments. Yeah. My last question we only got about 30 seconds or so, so we'll try to answer it quick. Do you think, George, that the defense can hold up? Demarcus Lawrence is there. They acquired Gerald McCoy. They got Leighton Vanderus, Jalen Smith. Sean Lee is back for his 11th season. Um, they have some pieces in the secondary, but do you think this defense holds up over the long haul of the season? Divas need to stay healthy. They don't have a lot of depth anywhere. And also the cornerbacks, they drafted a couple. They need to play big. Yeah, top-heavy team. We've talked about it a lot. We'll come back, talk about Pittsburgh Steelers' chances for 2020 after this on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Hey, we're back on the grid talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers during this segment, but I wanted to wrap up something that we just talked about concerning the Dallas Cowboys. Talked a little bit about how their defense, uh, towards the end there, how their defense might not hold up um, over the course of the year because they, look, they have a bunch of high-priced players. Uh, They're not dissimilar to the Rams in the fact that they became very top-heavy. I think Dallas is better top to bottom now, um, and I think they have better depth than, say, the Rams might. But my real question to you that I was going to wrap up with, we just ran a little light on time, was I personally feel like Dallas missed their window to win it, but this would be the last year. Because we had Travis Frederick retire, uh, Travis Frederick retire. There's some pieces that were there, or that the offensive line was stronger. The running game was so dominant, even though it was throwback, it was so dominant. I felt like they had a chance to win. Now, whether or not they win that playoff game against Green Bay was that the year that they were going to do it? I don't know. But this all somewhat falls back on Jason Garrett, his inability to get the most out of the team, or whatever it was, the organization didn't win. I feel like that window is closed on them, but I guess I would have to say not completely if I'm giving them a shot that this could be the year if it all came together. Well, as you said at the end of uh, our last talk, Dallas is a top-heavy team. If those players stay healthy, well, they're going to be damn good, right? They're going to be damn good. If they don't stay healthy, they're in trouble, and that's the issue there. Listen, you look at the Cowboys' defensive line here. They have depth there. Lawrence, McCoy, Poe, these are all names we know here. Tyrone Crawford, Alden Smith returning from uh, his sabbatical. Yep. I expect Randy Gregory, Randy Gregory. to be uh, – I think he'll be uh, taking off suspension eventually. Yeah, that's the one place where you really do want some depth, right? Rotational defensive linemen. I think the Giants – the Giants of the previous decade, two decades ago now, it's crazy to say, they set the, the blueprint for that. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna have seven eight linemen here rotating in and out, getting. They're gonna get nine. We're gonna they, get their they, best the forty snaps. Right, they drafted Bradley and A. They drafted Neville Gallimore. They still got Tristan Hill, the second uh, second round yeah. pick from last season. Granted, he was a complete bust. Uh, so theoretically, the line's fine. Linebackers, where you get a little scared. Sean Lee, Landon Van Der Esch, who took a very big step back last year. You know, Sean Lee. I don't think Sean Lee could play sixteen games. He could play sixteen games when he was a young man. No. More or less now. And then after that, all right, Joe Thomas is a nice backup, but you get a little shaky after that. And yeah. you know, the secondary is, is really complete. I don't know. You know. You're hoping the rookies can play. You know, Reggie Robinson, you're hoping he can step up and you know, be a player right away. Uh, Tre- uh, Trevon Diggs, who really fell on their lap. You know, the draft is good, but we don't know. We love the picks. Ha ha. Like First-year corners, man. I mean, you just you get nothing out of those guys. Most no. years, you just it's get like nothing receiver. out of them. It's yeah, like, just, man, too tough. They just take their lumps and they can't, you know, the, the, uh, the absolute elite guys are out there for most of the snaps. And the guys that are 
even if they're high draft picks, they play a lot of snaps and they get beat up. You know, they get picked on a ton. And the good, the really good ones will have a bunch of turnovers and, and they'll make a name for themselves. But a lot of those guys, they get beat up in those first, that first that full season. That defensive line better get to the quarterback quick. I agree with you. It's really what it comes down to. If he's sitting back there for four plus seconds, it could be a lot of shootouts in Dallas. Yeah. Might be that way anyway. All right, so Ben Roethlisberger moving over to the Steelers, the other team that's supposed to play in the Hall of Fame game. But Ben Roethlisberger in the news. He talked uh, recently in a Christian uh, fellowship uh, leadership talk about his past addictions to football, how he's working to conquer those. So it was sort of a an admission of his troubled past and an admission that he's trying to get better as a person mentally, but also on the physical side. Uh, as you see this tweet here from Jerry Dulac, Mike Tomlin on progress of Ben Roethlisberger, quote, he's comfortable and pleased where he is. Some people who had the opportunity to work with him are impressed and pleased where he is. The medical experts are comfortable where he is and his readiness for 2020, which means we didn't learn anything from that, George. And that is really the big three of the big three questions for the Steelers. It's really just one question. How healthy is Roethlisberger going to be? He's 38. He are going to be 38. He has coming off a of Tommy John surgery. And you and I, ha you and I have never seen this in a QB. Nope. So we don't know what it's going to look like. I, I personally feel better about it being an elbow injury than a shoulder injury at this age. But that's probably also because I'm a baseball fan and you'd rather have an elbow injury than a shoulder injury. Um, I would assume that's the same for football as well. Could be. Could be. So, anyway, that's really the question. And it isn't something we can answer until we see him out there. But beyond that, it impacts what does Juju Smith-Schuster look like in this year. Because exactly a year ago, you and I were having discussions about Juju Smith. And we were on opposite sides of it, not diametrically opposed. But I thought he does have the stuff to be a number one receiver and make that step up with it, uh, without Antonio Brown. You thought... He'd be better as a really dominant number two. Um, but a year later, I think we find ourselves in the same position debating it because you have to punt last year completely. He was injured, and the quarterback play was the worst quarterback play in the league in the last eight games of the year. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Uh, yes, technically, yeah, sure, it worked out my way, but that's because Ben got hurt. Uh, this year, it starts all over again. Can, uh, can Juju be that receiver without the great Antonio Brown before he went up the deep end yeah. uh, on the other side. You know, can he take away that defensive coverage? Uh, remains to be seen. I don't think he can. Not to be that kind of receiver there. That being said, the, the, I think the Steelers know that as well. They keep drafting receivers, getting guys in there. So we'll see how that works out. Ben is by far the biggest question. Uh, listen, they have the thing, the Christian thing, the Christian conference where he admitted what? He had uh, alcohol issues and porn addiction. Okay. Uh, don't often hear that. Uh, somebody, listen, I think Ben is one of the worst human beings on planet Earth. Uh, I think he's just a bad guy. Uh, not for these two, by the way, for other things he's done. Uh, I think these two, are just, I, when, he, when he's admitting this, I'm like, all right, what did you admit to? Oh, you admitted to that. Well, that's real nice of you. Uh, please don't put me in your category, Ben. I'm not your kind of guy. Uh, right. But that being said, on the football field, he's a damn good football player. He is an I-me player. He will throw you under the bus. It's the way he is. But he's a really good football player. Steelers went 8-8 eight and eight last year, and they pretty much had the Pepsi can to my right playing quarterback it was terrible all right if they had and they, been, were they were this close to right. beating the niners and ravens 
who they both lost to both of them in overtime because they fumbled. All right. Uh, listen, I think the Steelers are a playoff team this year. I think they were in a playoff team last year. Do I think they're in quite with the Ravens? No, I think the Ravens are still the better team here. But having Ben should make everything better. You know, I don't know what your second question is because I'm not cheating and reading ahead. <laughs> but I imagine Ben may solve that problem too because if it's the running game, doesn't Ben having Ben at quarterback solve the running game because the safety now has the back up? Yeah, yeah, that is one of them. My other, my first questions are really Ben's health and can Juju really take that next step? Um, they are connected. My other question was, this defense was so good last year. It's like, as a fan, you're like, God, why couldn't they just save that performance until Ben was back and healthy? But I think they show that they're one of the best defenses in the league. Can they run it back? Bud Dupree was good last year, so good that they uh, they gave him an, uh, the one-year, they, they gave him the one-year option uh, extension, uh, I should say, and now... They are going to – can he run it back? He was really good last year. I think T.J. Watt has proven he's one of the best young defensive players in the entire league. They were actually without Stephon Tuitt last year for most of the year. He was injured. Uh, Cam Hayward's still there. They got Devin Bush, who a, was a really, really good as a rookie. I wouldn't call him great, but uh, he was a force at middle linebacker, which they had, were missing since Ryan Shazier's career uh, was ended. But – in any event, that that's a question for me. Can they run it back? Uh, I want to see the safeties take another step. Minka is unbelievable. I would like to see Terrell Edmonds take a step forward, uh, become a better player. I think ed- everything that I've read and, and watched with his play, I wouldn't. I don't know that he's worthy of the first round selection where they got him. But at the same time, he is an asset. He will be judged throughout the rest of his career on the fact that he was a first-round pick. So if he doesn't play like a pro bowler, people are going to say, ah, this guy's no first-rounder. But it doesn't mean he can't be a cog on the team for a long period of time. You know, the defense. Uh, one of my questions to it, if the defense plays anywhere near like they did last year, then this is actually a Super Bowl team. Yeah, they right? can win the division and, and right. make the Super Bowl. Yeah. The offense would be uh, obviously much better here. But uh, I know, doesn't this drive you nuts as a fan? When, yeah. you know, it's it's amazing how, the, like, I guess certain units played differently. They played lights out because they knew they had a terrible quarterback and couldn't let up more than 17 points. That's but right. now they got it back, they sort of relax a little bit. It reminds me back when I was younger. I used to play a pitcher in the United States Stickball League. And uh, I was a good pitcher, but the guy who was ahead of me was a better pitcher. The problem was he threw harder than me, but he was Mitch Williams. Had no idea where it was going most of the time. So and we used to play doubleheaders. He'd pitch the first game, and the offense for him would score five, six runs. Because yeah. they had to, because he would walk four or five guys in a row. I'd pitch, I'd get one run, maybe two. And You're I had to win a Jacob, one nothing. Jacob DeGrom of U.S. Stickball? Yes, it was very similar to that. It, was, it used to tick me off to no end. And the guys knew it. But they, they, they would, I guess they would concentrate more or whatever because they knew for the first guy they had to. Same thing with the Steelers. I do wonder if that's going to happen. We've seen this happen over and over again throughout sports throughout the years, where when one guy's in, a certain unit plays better. And when the other guy's in, not so much because they. They know they don't have to as much. It's just strange. But I do worry about that with the Steelers defense. They just couldn't generate any offense. They were 30th in yards. They were 30th in first downs, 31st in passing yards, 29th in rushing yards, 30th in rushing yards per attempt. Uh, They had 28 touchdowns and 28 interceptions. That's incredible. That's incredible. That's an incredibly horrible stat. Uh, The next team we're going to talk about, the Bucs, it's actually even worse. But – 
so here's no, where they scored. Say. Once a, after Ben went out, they scored 20, then 27 against the Bengals, 23 against the Ravens, 24 against the Chargers. I think there was two defensive touchdowns there. 27 against the Dolphins. Then they beat the Colts with 26, and then it started to go. After that, that's that's really when it broke down. They were five and four. They beat the Rams 17-12. I think that was a nationally televised game. Um, yeah, and then seven against the Browns. Six. You know, well, we know what happened that night. That was the Thursday nighter when Mason Rudolph got hit in the head with a helmet. Um, Miles Garrett swung the helmet at him. I don't want to say he got randomly hit with a helmet. There was an action that required that to happen. So they scored seven against the Browns, 16 against the Bengals, won that game, 20 against the Browns a couple weeks later and actually won, 23 against the Cardinals, won that game in a tight one, then 10 against the Bills and lost, 10 against the Jets and lost, 10 against the Ravens and lost. So those last three games, they were eight and five and they lost all three. They scored 10 points in each game. I, I've, I've mentioned many times on this show, uh, I was at the game against the Jets. It was the worst football game I watched all year and I attended it. So uh, thanks very much for that. Uh, so that's it. I, I think they're in the mix. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Back on the grid, closing out this hour, talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks. Everybody wants to talk about the Bucks this offseason. We talk about it when we talk about it. I don't think we talk about it more than sh- other shows. I think probably less. But um, in the news a little bit this week, look, it's a dead period. So when I call it news, there's a lot of really about COVID and how the league is going to deal with it. Uh, and then there's a lot of stories like this, where the NFLPA has recommended against its members working out together as the number of COVID-19 cases increases in many states. But we have seen Tom Brady 
working out with some teammates along the way. Another quote here, uh, please be advised that it is our consensus medical opinion that in light of the increase in COVID-19 cases in certain states, that no player should be engaged in practicing together in private workouts. Those are the words of Dr. Tom Mayer, the NFLPA's medical director. So uh, we've seen Brady doing some workouts with teammates. It looks like they're putting the kibosh on that now, George. Uh, but look, some players are concerned about it. I think some players are going to be willfully ignorant. Others are going to say, yeah, so what? I'll get sick for a few days like Zeke did, and I'll be okay. But we know that this could impact people in different ways. Of course, again, that's the uh, the issue there. Uh, listen, when it comes to uh, – we heard, what, Thursday morning that uh, the NFL had a meeting. And, you know, it's funny. The uh, I don't think it was the same doctor you just brought up, but he, they were asked, uh, what's going on in, uh, in Tampa Bay there? And he's like, well, you know, the NFLPA, we agree with the NFLPA, but they didn't really specifically say, hey, Tom, you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, you know, he just said, we agree with the NFLPA. So I don't know if there's any restrictions there. And listen, let's be honest. Tom Brady's not the only person doing this. I imagine most Neither. teams have guys working out. We're talking about Tampa because it's Tom Brady. The Ravens had a picture right. all hanging well, out a couple weeks ago. Lamar was hanging out with Marquise Brown and whatever. All right, so it's not it's not just Tampa Bay doing it. And, uh, the fact that he's they're flaunting it so... Uh, right in the face of everybody, including his own NFLPA. It's not really coming from the NFL. It's coming from the N your NFLPA. It's saying don't do it. You're still doing it. Probably not good, but uh, as in all wakes of life, until you get sick, you're not going to stop. It does not going to affect me, not me, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but it is what it is. I'm not surprised. Like I said, I think most teams are having guys do this. Yeah. Um, so, look, I... We, I know some people are tired of turning on sports shows and hearing a lot about COVID, but we'll talk about it in these contexts. I think we've got a long way to go. I, I think we're going to run into a lot of problems along the way. I think while it doesn't mean that everybody in the NFL is going to contract this virus and, and be hospitalized, <clears throat> I do think people are going to have to quarantine at times and we're going to lose entire units on, on teams. And, and that's what's really going to put a halt to play. Um, other sports are taking precaution by adding extra roster spots, 17 roster spots on NBA teams. Um, MLB, I believe, has increased the number of roster spots. I was watch, watching English Premier League soccer this week, and they're going their normal three-substitute rule went to a five-substitute rule. So uh, that's really just for the restart. And I think that is health-related, not just related to COVID, George, but in leagues being wise and understanding that, you know what? They normally don't take three months off in the middle of the season and then start it up again. And I, we want to make sure that we have extra players out here for guys that are exhausted. It just takes a while to get into playing shape. It's not like guys haven't been working out, but they're not in playing shape. They're not in midseason form. Oh, you're right. I mean, uh, I keep saying it. With the NFL, I think a lot of the play, the roster limits are going to be extended. You know, we're already hearing that they want to do with the practice squad. I just, I just think, Mike, you're going to need about 80 players. Because I think you're going to want to make sure every NFL team is covered at every position for what eventually happens, where you, you said it. All these position groups generally have meetings with each other. If one guy gets it, what about the other guys in that position? Don't they have to be quarantined too or tested? Well, three, four guys have it. Can you have on any team three, four, five offensive linemen out? That'd be, even if you have an 80-man roster, no, this is that wouldn't be good. The exact scenario you just said is what I've mentioned on this show and to people that have debated me on social media, which I don't get into very often, but I'm just saying that if an offensive line room was exposed and two guys test positive, 
and the other six offensive linemen, call it seven if, for your practice squad, eight, if other eight guys for your practice squad offensive linemen were in the meeting room with them, they're going to have to be quarantined. They're directly exposed or during workouts, whatever it is. And then what do you do? Oh, we'll, we'll find we'll find six offensive linemen that are street free agents. What? You're going to get your quarterback killed that, that's by the doing issue. that. See, that's the issue. You could find six offensive linemen. Oh, sure, find six linebackers, but you're going to get that $35 million quarterback dead. Yeah. You're just going to get all the XFL guys that, did, that didn't. By the way, there's an issue with street free agents right now in the NFL when they would normally be building up towards 90-man rosters. They haven't met with any of these guys. So th going into training camp, your roster right after the draft is what it is now. I'm sure there are a couple of free agent signings. Teams are familiar with some street free agents, but there's normally a process that builds these rosters up towards 90 as we get to July, and that process has not occurred. You just think about it. I mean, we always see how every rule designed in football is for the quarterback, right, to protect the quarterback. I think it's going to be the, one of the things that really crush the season real quick if a couple of teams have offensive lineman problems. The NFL is in the advantage where they could cancel a couple of weeks you know, and then you know, play into February, even play into March if you had to. Uh, listen, I don't think it's going to work anyway. I think the virus yeah, is going to hit hard. It, it, I think it'll get too convoluted. Like, and they were but playing the schedule, March. But the schedule yeah. could work that way. It, it can't okay. work that way for baseball, right? You yeah. can't go in, can't play in the winter. So sure. uh, I just think they're going to have all sorts of issues here. Listen, I hope they get. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they get it through. Same. I want to see football. We all want to see the games, but I just think logically or realistically. Yeah, we're just talking probability, likelihood. I, I think it's going to be really difficult. I think you'll start to see games get postponed. And then it'll lead to cancellations. So let's talk. Let's go back to the Bucks and their big three questions. I'll set up their odds, as you can see here on the screen. Uh, to win the NFC South, plus 160. They're behind only the Saints. So second most likely team to win that division. We know about the Panthers uh, really in kind of rebuild mode. And the Falcons probably step behind this. To win the NFC Championship, plus 700. They're one of the top few teams on the board. To win the Super Bowl, plus 1,500, which was better than the Steelers. And even slightly better than Dallas. I think they're the fifth uh, most favored team, the Bucks are. The win total is at nine and a half. The over, the juice at minus 130 to make the playoffs minus 230, uh, not to make the playoffs at plus 184. We have said a few times during the course of evaluating these teams over the spring and summer, now early summer, that while nine and a half seems like a jump, this team did win seven games last year. And the schedule lines up well. The big question for the team is obviously the Arians-Brady transition. Are, what offense are they going to run? Is it going to be a little bit too vertical for Tom Brady to be able to handle? Um, that's really the big question. Does Brady fit well in Tampa as well as they want him to fit? Well, I don't think Brady fits Arians' offense, no. But I think Arians is smart enough to know that. I think he's going to calm it down a little bit. I think it will be a mixture of what Tom Brady likes to run in Arians' offense. It just, I mean, you think about it, once again, logically, would you rather have, I don't know, what is it, 20, 30 guys on offense? Would you rather have 30 guys on offense learning your offense or one guy learning your offense? So I think as much as Tom Brady might like it, his offense to become the Tampa Bay, doesn't make sense to have 30 guys trying to learn it. Yeah. I think Tom, who's, you know, we know Tom's great at learning offense. He's got a great memory, great recall and all that. He'll learn the Arians' offense. But I don't think Arians is going to have him do bombs away. He can't. Tom won't last. His arm is not, not built to hold that up there. So I think Tom will adjust 
fine, assuming, assuming that Arians makes that adjustment as well. I worry about, probably about Arians more than Tom, because Arians needs to calm down. You can't, actually, you can't go bombs away every time with Tom. He won't make it throughout the year. Yeah. So to give you some stats from last year, I, just guess, George, how many turnovers do you think they had last year total? Well, we know they had at least 30. <laughs> um, 48. 41 is not as high as you said, but 41, and they turned the ball over uh, 28 times. So they were at a minus 13. Uh, that was the most turnovers in the league, the 41. Uh, they were they gave it the most passing yards in the league. They're, some of the other stats for them um, was were, were brutal. They, they average field position was third worst in the league. So they had a really tough time being put in bad field position. But you look at some of the other defensive stats, they're actually fairly positive. They ended up giving up a lot of points. But again, those turnovers put them in tough positions. It wasn't like it was a pick six every time, but there were a few of those. Um, as far as their average drive time and average plays per drive, that's also skewed because the starting field position was so bad. But in general, I just feel like the 41 turnovers – with Tom Brady engineering that offense, George, conservatively, you can knock that down by 15 or 20 turnovers. I don't know about 20. Half is a lot. That's still 11 fumbles. And uh, as you watch the games, not all those uh, interceptions were on Jameis. Some of those were wrong routes or balls going yeah. on the receiver's hands. Uh, I'd probably say you knock over a third, which is close enough. Uh, I can certainly give that. Listen, Tampa Bay's a good team. They've got good players all over the place. And the defense, as we keep pointing out, was better than advertised, especially in the second half of last year. And as a great point you bring out, boy, I mean, the interceptions, no matter who you want to blame it on, they put the defense in bad spots. And a lot of times, you know, a defense is starting from inside their 50 all the time because there's another turnover. And it, it, got, it has to deflate you as well. Oh, another turnover. Here we go again. Here we go again. And he seems to always turn the ball over on the first drive, by the way. It's weird. So uh, it is what it is there. I think Tom will calm things down. Plus, they're going to get that extra energy. Tom's here, right? Goat's here. And I think that'll help as well here. I think the, the talent on the field is there. Once again, though, I think they get hurt by the short offseason. Yeah. Um, you know, we know they have good weapons in Godwin and Evans. Uh, at tight end, they have O.J. Howard, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait. That's as deep a tight end trio as you can find. Now, the offensive line is a real question. Donovan Smith at left tackle. They've paid Donovan Smith, but he's not a premier left tackle. Uh, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, they draft Tristan Wirfs. Probably slots into right tackle as a rookie, perhaps long term. He's the left tackle you would suspect that he could be. But Tristan Wirfs maybe comes in and he's good as a rookie. Improve the offensive line. Can they get a running game going? Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn. What do you think of that? Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, the rookie out of Vanderbilt. What do you think of that duo? I kind of like it. I think it's, uh, once again, I think it'll be a good enough threat there. He's going to want to throw the ball to them anyway. Uh, I think they, they just need, once again, be representative. They don't need to be Saquon Barkley. Just be representative where the defense has to respect it. Yeah. Um, and defensively, I'll just run through the starting lineup because there's names on here. And Dominic Sue signs back there, uh, signs there. Uh, Vita Vea, uh, William Goldston, Jason Pierre-Paul, Devin White, the number five overall pick from 2019 draft. Levante David's still there in the middle. Shaq Barrett, he's on the franchise tag. I don't think he's signed it yet. Uh, I have to check that one. Carlton Davis, Mike Edwards, Justin Evans, uh, Sean Murphy Bunning. They drafted Antoine Winfield. So the weakness is in the secondary. They haven't been able to cover anybody for years, George. Uh, <laughs> but 
Can they continue to get pressure on the quarterback? Less turnovers. Uh, honestly, it's in some ways I couldn't believe they were seven and nine last year, and it's why I think so many people are bullish. They figured the turnover di- differential works itself out, and this team gets itself to ten wins just based on that. Barrett has not signed his franchise tender. I think the Tampa Bay is a playoff team. I don't know. I don't think they can beat the Saints, but they'll make the playoffs. Good stuff. That's it for this hour of football full circle. We'll be back again sometime soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. 
Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.